Oh, I got a, I got multiple oh. things. Oh, you do? Up. Okay. Like this? <laughs> beatbox it, John. Boop, boop. No, I'm going to beatbox. Oh, damn it, you're recording. <laughs> beatbox it, John. <laughs> no, I can't beatbox. Today on Mob Rules. <laughs> we talked to Ted about Adepticon prep to... Con. <laughs> we talked to John about alcohol and foolish purchases. Which someone should have talked to me about a long time ago. Uh, we yeah. both talked to Zach about the biggest tournament in the UK, the London 40K GT. It's episode 19 of Mob Rules. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> John, how's it going? It's going good, Ted. Welcome to Mob Rules Episode 19. Oh, thank you. Yeah, podcast that knows some fear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, no fear. Just a little, though. I, of course, am John, as joined as always by Ted. Hey. Uh, later on, we're going to be joined by Zachary uh, out of the United Kingdom, but but right now it's just, just you and me. It's yeah. Just a little, little solo action. Gonna get a spoon right here. Next I, I guess to the, so. But that's fine because I got, I got lots, of stuff to, lots of stuff to talk about. Well, what about yeah? you? Um, speaking of stuff you've been up to with Adepticon Prep, which I know Holy we mentioned in our, in, our, in our intro. Yeah. Hey, Ted, what have you been up to? <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, there's Adepticon stuff, so we'll get into that later. Um, I've, I've really just been... That, that's pretty much been it. Like that, and I've been playing... Uh, oh, uh, uh, Freeblade came out with um, some new... Uh, uh, some downloads. Oh, so you and your horrible addiction to uh, Games Workshop mobile gaming. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of sad. Like I, I play that. Like I go to bed and Sierra will be talking to me about like whatever it is that's going on in her life. That, that would be Mrs. Ted. <laughs> and it's kind of wonderful because like at the end she's like, "You sure are a good listener." Like I, I just beat the Broodlord in Death Watch. What was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, kill. Oh. So yeah, then I play like a free blade and over, uh, over Death Watch, uh, <laughs> whatever. I can't even remember which one. You, which you actually got me turned on to the, the Death Watch game as well. I hadn't played it, and then I downloaded it onto my iPad. Oh, isn't it good? And yeah, and then I, I, I think I, I stopped the first couple of minutes of an interview, uh, <laughs> finishing up a level. Um, but no, it's super good. Uh, my yeah. only complaint is just, oh man, I wish I, I have like this like Mastercrafted bolt pistol now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like these cl- like close combat weapons. I mm-hmm. can't use because I only have one assault marine. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm like, I have a tactical dude. He's trained for that stuff. Like his progression through the companies uh-huh. means that he has this. So like now my squad is just some super crazy. Like I have like two plasma guns, a grab gun, uh-huh. uh, like a hand. Oh, the grab hand gun's dude, great. And like one bolter. Oh, okay. But I got like super worried because the first time I used a grab gun, it was against a, a termagon. Okay. And it did no damage. And I'm like, oh no, it's just like 40k. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just Rolling I, sixes. I just missed horribly. Uh-huh. Um, but no, it's an awesome game. Yeah, I think last night I, I finished up painting right around like 11.30 or so. I'm like, oh, nobody's around. Everybody's in bed. I can just go sit on the couch and play. <laughs> so there I was. like, And then after, and after Pornhub, you loaded up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you loaded up uh, Death Watch. Yeah, it was like one in the morning and Sierra's like, 
Dad. <laughs> that call of shame. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that call of shame. Well, yeah, I have, did you did you get meet the uh, the Carnifex yet? Not yet. Okay. No, I, I'm very early on. Um, I'm on like mission two on the Turned Ship. Oh, okay. So like I've just so you got through all the tutorials. And now you're yeah, on the actual campaign. Like I've tainted the the the. the I love the word taint. The the pools. <laughs> um, and then I've I've moved on and. I've, I just did a level where one of my guys died, so I'm like, yeah. okay, let's 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 hold off a second oh. for the next ones. Um, what was that girl's? Uh, did you ever watch Flight of the Concords? No. Oh, okay. Um, she's been in some other stuff. I can't remember. She's been in a few. She's like a cartoon voice and some something. I can't remember. Delisle. No. Uh, Is it like a voice actress or? She doesn't normally do. She's like a stand-up comedian, but she has like that Lily Tomlin kind of like weird shit. Like it doesn't. It's not your traditional jokes. Like they're just a little bit bizarre. Um, anyway, she was doing this, uh, uh, she did the stand-up bit called the taint monologues. <laughs> so it was her like vagina monologues. It was just like her talking about her taint and almost like a, a beat poet kind of way oh. and how she discovered it as a young girl and her mom shamed her out of playing with her taint and she, she would uh, walk her fingers along it and pretend it was taint island in between her vagina and her butthole. <laughs> Sometimes it would slip into the water. Anyway, so nothing to do with Yeah, so. <laughs> but it just, it kind of made me laugh. Um, I, I've, been, I've been painting. I've uh, just done what? loads and loads and loads of painting. I've been batch painting. I still okay. have my uh, pink and purple fingers oh, yeah. of shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. My airbrush fingers. Um, we're, we're, yeah, I I have 40 gargoyles to paint. Oh. Uh, turn it gargoyles. Um, I got 10 knocked out yesterday batch painting. So yeah. I'm doing them in batches of 10 and then rewarding myself. I put a picture up on our Facebook page. Yeah, they're looking really good. Where you, you have like, you do 10 batch painted mm-hmm. and then you reward yourself with a regular model. So the first one I rewarded oh, okay. myself with, um, I said was going to be the, the, the Hormigon I forgot, but in actuality that sounded just lame to paint. Uh-oh. So I painted my wine cannon, um, or, you know, the, the, the pyrovore. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for calling it a wine cannon. It, it is a wine cannon cause it's an awful unit, but it's also just <clears throat> my, my Tyranats. I just really want to paint pyrovores cause I'm like, Whoa, those are veins up the side of it and everything there. So it it's turned hot. out suitably disgusting. Uh, so I'm very happy with that. Uh-huh. Um, and then today I was like, well, you know, the 10 I painted, they probably took me like a half hour a guy, not including drying time. Uh-huh. So why don't I just base everything and do like 30 at a time mm-hmm. and just do one color while sitting watching the TV? So okay. that's, that's what I've been doing all, all day today, pretty much, as I priming and prepping and getting ready to go. Um, I also got my D. McCarran. Uh, oh, from yeah. Wardrobe. I got that assembled, painted, put uh-huh. together, played. Um, and then I assembled all my uh, Death Watch guys. Oh. I haven't painted them yet, um, but because I, I ran actually the Gene Stealer cult like that entire formation in a couple of 40k games with my, my Tyranids. Oh, sweet! Um, and they were really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they had their upsides and their downsides. Yeah, uh, I played them against Tau. I played them against um, Nurgle Demons. Mm-hmm. Um, obvious downside is like. <laughs> My my own stupidity, not realizing that a demon prince is initiative eight, and then putting my patriarch oh. at initiative seven. Yeah, you know, I'm deploying an inch from you, and I'm charging you first turn. And my opponent's like, oh, okay, um, rolls dice. Oh, he's dead because <laughs> he had like an instant death. Because fast. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, that sucks. Um, but honestly, what's the toughness on those guys? It's like six it's or like seven? Five. 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 Oh, she so could be double to the so, battle cannon or so, not about uh, yeah. The, the patriarchs like five. The stealers are just regular gene stealers. My, my main issue with the formation is the is very inflexible. Like, I uh, you two gene stealers. That that's one of the units. Is just oh. just two gene stealers uh-huh. um, with their crappy five up armor and stuff like that. Oh, you're talking the broodlord, right? Or, yeah. Okay, no, the, the patriarch. 
Oh, the patriarch. Okay, I was thinking. I was asking the. I was thinking the Demacaron, but oh no, no. So, so the patriarch is uh, Initiative Seven. Yes. And you ran. Okay, I got you. So yeah, I know. So I'm talking about the, the Gene Stealer cult part here. Yeah. Um. Honestly, the the deployment it was kind of nice in a way for the the patriarch and the gene stealers because they can deploy anywhere within an inch of any model mm-hmm. so my okay God, so crazy instantly i'm like okay so i know like my first game against the tau i set them all up in front of his uh, pathfinders because uh-huh. i'm like i want marker lights gone <laughs> and then the second game I, I set them up you know obviously beside a demon prince that didn't work out so well mm-hmm. um but it was enough to, to hold up some i think plague <clears throat> drones i think they're called they're, okay. they're like the fat bloated bugs with the demons on their back oh um, um yeah i don't remember but i held them up for turning blight. combat so oh blight drones i yeah, think yeah okay. so they they didn't quite get up as quickly as they should um just it, it was it was fun i mean i gotta okay. admit it's one of the, like like i said the the last time we recorded i'm gonna start picking lists and things i want to play for fun yeah so like that was what i did is like, i'm just gonna take all of these gene sealers oh, okay um the only other issue I had with the formation was because they all had the option of infiltrating. Mm-hmm. Great, but trying to infiltrate like seven or eight units without oh. being in line of it was yeah. so I I essentially got about six extra inches of movements because I still had to be more than okay. eighteen inches away. Um, the D McCarran was a little underwhelming in the two games I played him, um, but I managed to get off the dream of because I had the Gene Stealer cult, which is that a psychic power of the dream? Yeah, the it is. It's uh, somebody shows up with a a 1960s Camaro and uh, (laughs) swanky pants. No, it's probably more Billy (laughs) suburban house. Billy Williams is making sure I have enough Colt 45. (laughs) (laughs) That's it's a dream boy. (laughs) You know, I think actually that's the perfect job, the the perfect joke um, to gauge our, our our. our target audience is if you get that joke. <laughs> Not really. Um, but the D McCarron kind of comes down because I had him in the pod, um, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to do next time, but I took him down in the pod. He was within range of the, the Magus from the Gene Stealer Cult. Okay. Which means as they are Battle Brothers now, um, I could cast Invisibility on my D McCarron. Oh. So... <laughs> Are you doing ITC invisibility or it, the... it, it was ITC invisibility, so okay. it wasn't quite as bad as it should be. It All was right. um, like you kind of being ballistic skill and weapon skill one, so templates and everything can still hurt. Uh-huh. Um, it only really mattered in the uh, game against Tau. Uh, the game I was playing against uh, Colin with it with his Nurgle was uh, it's Nurgle, so there was no real shooting. Uh, um, <laughs> but where it really helped was it was uh, locked in combat with a soul grinder. Yeah. Doing very little damage, um, but honestly, because he was invisible, taking very little damage back. Oh, good. Until he whiffed his last round of hits and died horribly. Uh, uh, so, yeah. but I mean, it was a really fun game, and like I said, I, it was kind of really nice. Instead of like um, worrying about the the unit efficiency and whether it was good, or you know <clears throat> whether this would work with this, I just like, uh, hey, I want to run my new Demacaron, and I'm either going to run a Gene Stealer Cult or um, my Sky Tyrant Swarm. Are you starting to see more people using the? Uh, not more people, as though anybody did in the past. Have you seen people using the the Gene Stealer cults in games? Um, I, I have. I mean, it's it's been out like what a month or something like that. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the issue I have with it is just it's so limited about what you can do with it. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun to play, but it's like okay, so I can take this unit and it has exactly sixteen models with mm-hmm. exactly these weapons. Yeah, um, and there's just something that's really not sexy about a, a unit of sixteen models without really good armor and without really good access to transport. Yeah, um, it just, it seems like it's like a, a just like a, a speed bump, like just just enough get 
give them something to work uh, worry about for a turn until the rest of your Ghiblis, oh, yeah. like, run up in there, so... Yeah, and it's like the, the, the Here, two... Here, play with this the first turn. I will be there in a second. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the two bigger units, the, the first and second gen uh, mm-hmm. cultists and the third and fourth gen cultists, they, they did work. I really like those units, and I'm yeah. probably trying to take a little allied detachment. It's just, honestly, the, the scummy person to me to get that Magus <laughs> so I can get telepathy and, and get that chance at invisibility. Okay. Um, but it's the the smaller units, the Barents and and the two Gene Stealers, where it's like you know four guys, two guys. Mm-hmm. That they just they got wiped out super super quick. Oh, yeah. um, like I said it was a lot of fun. I, I decided my list the day of using a coin flip. <laughs> like I said, it's it's a brand new John. And like I said, uh, like, it's not a brand new. This is the John I remember. <laughs> that, that's true. It's, it's, a, it's the, it's the old, old John. He pulled out the closet, <laughs> pulled the ball gag out. <laughs> Um, and like I said, I, I said to Colin afterwards, I was like, honestly, it was one of the, the best games of 40K I've had in a long time was our uh, my Nids versus his Demons. It ended yeah. up, he won 4-3. Um, with It was the Relic. Okay. So I got uh, ITC. So, mm-hmm. I mean, old school ITC before the recent changes. So I got uh, two hull point or two uh, victory points for taking his Katan down. Okay. Uh, or, or the Kitan, I'm sorry. The Kitan, <laughs> it, was, it was terrifying looking, but uh, it didn't really do much. Um, and then I got uh, Warlord Kill as well, so that took me up to three. And he got Linebreaker and the Relic. Uh, okay. He got the Relic on the well. He secured it on the last turn. And if I got my Psychic Scream and I rolled well, I would have won. And it was like it was one of those games where it came down to kind of that last dice roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was generally super competitive, a lot of fun. Colin's a great guy. Um, yeah, to, to, to play. Although he won, so he cheated and he probably has butt cancer. Otherwise, oh, he's a cheating. He's a cheating pullback. Yeah, and I hope he dies. But of no. butt cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really good. And then I played uh, Ethan's Tower earlier as well. Uh-huh. Um, I, I generally I don't like playing Tau with the Tyranid list I, I do because oh. I'm very close combat orientated. Unless you're playing against me, exactly. And it's like, well, it's very close combat orientated, and and the thought of okay, well, my option is to be shot to death or to charge up the field into close combat and be Overwatch to death mm-hmm. isn't really hugely appealing. Um, but it was still a good game. We were playing Maelstrom. Uh, the Maelstrom really favored him and really did not favor me. Uh, so I kind of yeah. called it on turn four because I'm like, there's unless you you know there's no way to 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 come back from that um but it was it was a lot of fun oh good and then yeah just being painted my gargoyles and something i learned and i think i don't know if it was a youtube thing or something i was talking to you about as well ted but when you're painting units like that because one i posted a picture and i'll, I'll post one up on our, our mm-hmm. facebook page but in our kind of our, our local group here uh, one of the comments was like oh that's too fancy for gargoyles and i'm like <laughs> what what makes it fancy is i I do a little bit more time and effort on the the skin on the wings, yeah. um, and that's just to kind of oh draw the eye and look at that and ignore oh, okay. the rest of the really <laughs> shitty paint job. But Good. because you're you're pulling that, yeah. I find a really easy way to do like leathery wing skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it on my flyer ends. I did it on that. And it looks really really nice. So like, yeah, that, that's something I've learned is if you just what you have this big group. Mm-hmm. that you're going to see and, and that's my kind of thing is i i don't paint to look amazing I, I paint for it to look amazing from three feet away okay so and to do that you just need to to draw the eye to us to where you want it as, as an mm-hmm. artist you know direct yeah. direct the eye to where you want it to go yeah so usually my crotch yeah yeah <laughs> just pick arrows in my pants to lead to my crotch. <laughs> don't worry i'm an artist <laughs> just look at my crotch his latest uh, uh art show is just his phone number with call me <laughs> underneath it uh, arrows yeah. to my crotch <laughs> pictures of ted's junk in various pants that's a great idea just a series of canvases of 
like my crotch, but it didn't have like a QR code that you like. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, wow. Well, with that being said, I think we'll take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back to talk about some excitement for yeah. Adepticon. Guys, does this sound familiar to you? Not tonight, honey. I have a headache. Of course it doesn't. You're a miniature war gamer. If you haven't seen a lady, you're already a man. But if some down on her luck dame finds her way into your home, Daddy didn't love me. Beat the excuse with generic aspirin, now made with 3% less animal bones. Generic aspirin. Three million dead lab animals can't be wrong. (coughs) Yeah. Thanks for for, uh, leaving a little bit of quiet so we can adjust levels later. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure you appreciate that because you do all of the uh, the stuff. So, uh, welcome back. Uh, Ted, you are uh, leaving state soon for several days. Yeah, so a few days after this comes out, I'll be on an airplane and head to Chicago. Chicago, Illinois, in the United States. Yeah. it's it's exciting. Like I think it it was the last last time I went was almost ten years no twenty years ago was the last time I went. And there was a huge snowstorm, and I was stuck in the Garfield Projects in a hostel. <laughs> like, oh, this is fun. Glad we came to Chicago. <laughs> we can't go anywhere, and most of the town is shut down. Um, but it was cool. It was but this time you're going for for Adepticon, yeah. which is one of the uh, the biggest tabletop wargaming conventions in the United States oh, right now. Super jazzed. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on this one. I was actually really super jazzed because, like, I think uh, Angelo, something other from Corbus Bell. Yeah. Uh, he's an amazing painter. I can't remember his last name. But, um, yeah, I really wanted to get into those classes. But there was, like, ten seats per, and I think the six classes. And like every nerd on the planet that was sitting there hitting refresh on their browser trying to <laughs> sign up for shit, I wasn't able to get into anything. But Well, not anything, but any of his classes. So, so uh, I got into some others. And so what what, what classes do you – because you're not hugely the, the tournament kind of guy. So, so no. you're not going to go to these things to, you know, crush face and, you know, spit yeah. on your, your enemies and all that other kind of fun stuff. Um, so what kind of classes did you get to sign up for for the um, hobby stuff? I think there was, there was one on painting faces. I, I feel like kind of a lack in that. So – uh, you know, I, I usually put on some off white and then do like a brown wash and then go back and touch them up and then put like the whites in their eyes and then call it good, maybe some teeth. So I think it'd be kind of nice to be able to sit down and, you know, learn how to do a five o'clock shadow or then, you know, find out like how they're getting it. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a whole lot of uh, retardant and mixing medium, but <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it, <laughs> I'm too lazy. It's like the secret to all. Yeah, my craft paint. Will be... <laughs> well, I think, I mean, for for me, because faces were always like my issue to the point where, like, when I was doing my Marines, mm-hmm. like, I commissioned out my um, my guy, like the the, oh. the helmetless, like the character guys, where okay. like everyone has a helmet. Like even my scouts, I used the Tempesta Scion heads mm-hmm. for for their helmets. Um, but like the the librarian and the people I didn't have a choice with and, and didn't really want to convert, I, I commissioned them out. Oh, because I was like I had no. But then one day I just sat and I did a whole bunch of research online. Uh-huh. Um, I found a super super good guide, and there's like a website I constantly use for painting advice now. Okay, um, to, and to draw names with Tale of Painters. Okay, what Tale well, of Painters? Oh, okay, I heard of it's, it. It's its own blogspot. It's just it's fantastic. It uses. Uh, it has really nice step by step guides, and he's a huge fan of like the the thinning medium that okay. GW has. And so it's like I got the the basis for my high fleet color scheme from that side. I mean, and and really learning how to do skin well, I got from there as well. But like I said, for some reason, I just I I couldn't do it. 
before that. So uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, and especially yeah. when you're talking about stuff like five o'clock <clears throat> shadow and things like that. Oh yeah. I'd never seen such a thing <laughs> until like a few <laughs> years ago. I, I kind of love it. Like I remember getting into the hobby, you know, back in the day when it was like, you picked up white dwarf or you go to like your hobby shop. And like, that was like the extent, you know, like it was pre like internet. Thank you, Al Gore. Um, but you know, like we didn't really have a whole lot to look at. So it was, it's really kind of nice. We like look now and like, and I see everybody's painting skills just explode, you know, yeah. like locally. Um, so it's it's really kind of neat. But also on the other hand, like it'd be nice to see them in person because you can things can look a little bit better or worse, I guess, like online when you take your time to take a, that perfect shot because you fuck up the back of the head or something. Like that, you know, like, <laughs> so well, and it's like back in the day. I mean, I, I hate to derail it, but I mean, you're uh, right. Without internet or, or like the forums and things like that. Yeah, I, I remember being in my my local uh, GW store up in you know little old Aberdeen, Scotland. Okay, uh, and then I remember that one of the best staff painters there was a guy called Dave. We'd all like sit around and be like, "Oh, whoa, how did you do that?" And you could just uh-huh. see like, "I did this and this." And like, oh, okay, sweet. How do you do that? And like, I, I did this and this and this. And that's that's how you learn back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you know we don't have to be social anymore because we just steal other people's work <laughs> from their their guides. Right. So what else have we got signed up for there? So you um, got skin. So you're gonna learn how to get some skin. Yeah, hopefully. Um, don't tell your your Mrs. Ted. <laughs> hey, what happens in Chicago stays in Chicago unless I get contracted disease. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm taking a let's see. I'm looking at my list right now. Um, introduction to weathering. Uh, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at that, but I think like it'd be nice to have some more tutorials. Although I think we have a, a local expert, so I could probably talk to too. Um, let's see, uh, let's see green stuff. Uh, green stuff. Yeah, green stuff in it. You know, we we were talking before we started recording here. There's a guy who who I know listens. So hey, mm-hmm. Justin, how's it okay. going? Um, but he's been sending Ted and I pictures of his like, oh, you know, I'm just like screwing around with green stuff, trying to make my kids some really good grot squad. Dude, it's like, dude, that's it, not screwing around. That's really really good. It, it's amazing because it's like he's doing a Smurf related theme. So it's like. It's kind of awesome, but kind of sad because, like, on the awesome part is like he's doing it really, really well. But on the other, on the other hand, it's it's Smurfs. So, like, I mean, there's the, the the hobby part of me that's like, oh my yeah. god, that looks amazing. That is so good. How do you do green stuff? You're uh-huh. an asshole. Oh, yeah. And then there's the other part of me that's like, man, you were spending sixty hours on a unit of grots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I love that. Like he was doing what Papa Smurf or whatever, yeah. like a, a run herder. Yeah. Which and he has, has like, like that sagging beard, so it looks like it's fake. Like it's supposed yeah. to look like it's fake. You know, yeah. it looks. It's just it's sagging down like a foot from his face and so i mean it looks you, amazing you do green stuff though because you had that imperial guard army that you made oh um, yeah all the hoods we had like all the, the green stuff hoods mm-hmm. and things like that so what are you hoping to kind of get from from this more green stuff class i guess just like a more trip uh, uh, uh tips and tricks like okay. i think just more exposure you know you're only going to get better the more you do it so yeah. um and i feel that like with the green stuff i'm always hesitant and i when i start to once I get it together, you know, I don't use uh, green stuff. I use another brand called Procreate, um, which is always fun to tell people that yeah, I'm going to take this home. Go, go Procreate. Procreate. Yeah. I'll uh, buy myself in the laundry room uh, <laughs> with a Sade on. Um, and then you have to explain it to your son later on what that meant so he doesn't repeat it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so w- once I get to that point where I, I need it up and I'm ready to go, um, there's almost like an anxiety. I'm just like, oh, crap, I got to get this done like super fast. And so I, I think I kind of rush it a little bit. So even though I've been doing it for years, like I still have that anxiety. Like once I actually need up the ball and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it'd be kind of nice just to get around like other people who do it on a regular basis and, um, yeah, get some ex uh, extensive tricks, um, find out what other people are doing. It was neat to see Justin. He, I asked him like how he was going about it and he sent me like pictures of all his, uh, the tools that he uses with like silicone tips and stuff like that. And yeah. Cause something I found like when I've tried <clears throat> green stuff in the past is I either load it with th for, like fingerprints. I'm oh like, yeah. yeah. I can't use that. Oh God. Or it sticks to the tools that I have. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, so use Vaseline. So I use Vaseline. And I'm like, oh, no, I use spit, but yeah. Now there's Vaseline everywhere. <laughs> oh, right. So, yeah, yeah. It's, I kind of just gave <clears throat> up after that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you learn from the class there. I mean, I, I don't use Vaseline, but uh, I guess so far, here I am, like, not even in the class yet. <laughs> but I'm going to tell I would try spit. Like, next time you do it, try just, just, just spit it'll, on it. It'll just dry. You know, it'll. It'll go away. You want to have the like nasty Vaseline? <laughs> I like you're trying to just, work it right now. Oh, you... Yeah, they're just uh, the thing is like, oh man, I'm gonna sculpt it. Uh, so I'm waitlisted with. Uh, okay, so it was Angel uh, Geraldes. Um, Doesn't he paint all of the Infinity miniatures? Yeah, for Corpus? yeah, those that things are amazing. Baller. Um, yeah, his classes were twice as much, but it was only ten people in the class. You know, like seats. So. Um, and I haven't heard back on that wait list. And I was talking to some other people that had been doing wait list. There's a, well, one of our locals, uh, Trevor, he doesn't really do much in the community, but he's still around. Um, mm -hmm. I ran to him. I bought some models off of him. Um, and he happened to be going, him and his, uh, uh partner are both going there. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, he was saying that she had gone in and like gone through the wait list process and was able to get into some of the classes. So my hope is that even though I haven't been contacted, I might still be able to get Fingers in Fingers crossed that some people don't make that flight. <laughs> Hopefully for safe reasons. Uh, like like ass cancer. Or, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last round of chemo. Um, so then there's, uh, so the screen stuff, uh, masterclass airbrush. I'm waitlisted. I think that was also with, uh, Angel. Um, and then I'm doing two combat patrols. I was going to say, so you, you are doing um, mm. a, a lot of the, the hobby side of the things, but you're not ignoring the game completely. You have signed up for some of the, the yeah. I'll say, friendlier uh, <clears throat> events. Right. And I always like those. I, I like tournaments where it's non-traditional, usually a little bit faster paced, because I don't know about you, but I get fatigued fast. Like Maybe it's like a short attention span theater or whatever. But... So, some, some tournament days, and like for the single-day tournaments and stuff, where you're like there for... Like seven, eight hours of mm -hmm. just like, oh, okay, this is, you know, good. I'm getting old. My back, good old gray bush is just, <laughs> back is giving out. Yeah. But yeah, so so for doing the fun thing. But I remember like you and I, we were like when we were first like dreaming this up, mm -hmm. you know, like there was going to be four of us. We're going to go do the team tournament thing, which is over two days. Yeah. Like I, which would have been a blast. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, my work was amazing. I love my job. Uh, <laughs> I um, hate your job. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm glad we, the combat patrol seems fun. 400 points. You know, get in there, get dirty, get it gone. Um, go check out other stuff. Um, but also the, the one that I'm really excited about is, and I've been talking about this forever, <laughs> so, is the uh, Adepticon Titanicus. Yeah, you you've all been, titans, you've all been the kind time. of uh, distracted from making your combat and painting your combat patrol <laughs> list. I'm so fucked um, <laughs> by getting your reaver ready because it's yeah. not the, the fancy <clears throat> new like forge world reaver; it's the old uh, armor cast reaver. Oh gosh, um, yeah. So I'll, I'll get into that one in a second. But uh, also on the list, you got some uh, another master class airbrush thing, which is waitlisted. Uh, another painting faces, not waitlisted. Uh, micro texturing and Oh, what the hell? Stippling techniques. Dude, I love stippling. Uh, I, I love, love stippling. Um, stippling, the only, well, to be fair, the only thing I really stipple is the uh, Blood for the Blood God. Okay. Um, but doing that just on axes and things like that for my uh, Age of Sigmar core mm. band looks amazing. Oh, nice. Good. 
So I, I would like to get back into like try that out because I think I got into that um, before I discovered the uh, hairbrush or hair uh, hairspray technique. Yeah, and so I kind of like poo pooed it, you know, <laughs> like oh anything other than reductive is lame, and so now I'm going to go back and do some additive and and check that out. Um, and then also I'm waitlisted for a zone mortalis. Uh, and I better, I guess I better find out if I'm on that yeah, or not because I'm not going to show up without an army. <laughs> I, I I think for stuff like that you should just show up with your Zone Mortalis list, and then because I yeah. think what's gonna what's gonna make or break you getting in or off that wait list is people not showing up to the actual event. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's gonna happen is they'll be like, "Hey man, we got a spot. You're gonna make. Oh, can I make a thousand points Zone Mortalis <laughs> list out of four hundred points of Iron Hands? Can I use a Reaver? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty please." <laughs> <laughs> one leg of base <laughs> so about that reaver though oh, about the reaver. smooth Bring transitions <laughs> right right here yeah um so this, it's a project that's been going on for a bit like it's been on the back burner i should say um because i think i picked it up this summer right i think yeah. we were talking about that and then it was really dope like some guy had dumped like six of them he was out of oregon he dumped like six uh night or six reavers on ebay and then there's like you know there's usually two or three or four on there so you know it's more than doubled uh, the amount of reavers and of course supply and demand <laughs> excess <laughs> supply um so the price was you know i got it for like 250 bucks or something it's like good that. deal yeah it was really dope um and it had a turbo laser and a power fist thing you know the titan close combat weapon and the missiles um pretty traditional um so I think so. I've been like looking at it, like, well, the regular the the forgeable Titan is about three and a half inches short. Um, I took mine over to Kurt's house, and we kind of measured it. And I took all these like these measurements of like, all right, how high does the knee go up? How high does the waist go up? Et cetera, et cetera. That, that would be Kurt, he of owner of many super heavies. Oh yeah. <laughs> Part of me was like, well, if I if I can't get it done, maybe I could convince Kurt to did, let me. Did, did you it. did you paint Kurt's river? No. I didn't. Okay, because I was gonna say you would have a claim. You're like, hey man, it seems like <laughs> for you. We could joint custody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I didn't, but I. Uh, so I wanted to modernize it. We need at least like uh, three and a half inches. Because uh, as it stands, he's he's probably about shoulders and head above uh, a Lancer Knight. Um, and when you look at him, he doesn't really look that big at all. But, you know, I was like, damn, this is probably about the same size as the Knight. And I stuck the Knights over there. Like, oh, those are like toddlers. Okay. <laughs> but still, it needs to be even taller. Um, so trying to figure that out. And I, I think I decided that uh, the thighs need to come up. I need to lengthen those. And, and I think the shins need to come up a little bit. Um, the waist needs to be popped up. The head needs to come up. <laughs> like, so everything needs, needs to come up. And it has to be bulked out because he's a little weedy. Uh, he has uh, wide hips. He's kind of breeding hips. <laughs> and, uh, um, but I think I just kind of stopped at putting about an inch worth of height in the in the waist. Yeah. Doing all these hydraulics to make it to modernize the detail. And um uh, added kind of like a, a really wimpy power supply on the back just to give it detail. So it wasn't just like a. I don't know, a tube. Chunk of resin, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and then I think the guy that had it before me had broken it and then uh, glued it back together with, like, a two-part resin or something like oh, that, or epoxy. And uh, so I think, like, there's all this chunky shit. I couldn't even carve it off with a knife. Like, I had to get in there with, like, a Dremel and, like, yeah. kind of sand a lot of that down. So I took plastic hard and covered it up a bit just to add more detail and run some, some piping across so it looks as though there's something mechanical going on there <laughs> instead of just like chunked out of balsa wood. It's, it's a Nurgle Reaver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that was really good. I got the, uh, a new chest plate on it. 
and I was really happy with it, but then I was looking at it, and, and then I was flipping back and forth between like the Forge World pictures, and then mine, like, oh, he's emaciated. <laughs> that's, that's great. So you're going to be in that weird middle brother stage where you're not quite as big as the the new ones, but you're going to be bigger than the old ones. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a catwalk model version of like the old ones, They're just a little taller, and the, the Heidi Klum version. <laughs> but, but I remember you posting the, the most hilarious thing of, okay, I can't do any more of this after tonight. This this is where oh. it ends. Oh yeah, Sunday night. Yeah. Um, so actually, I I did glue uh, six pieces together Monday. Oh. <laughs> so I, later on, I realized that like I needed some bolts on it. So okay, so I upgraded the turbo laser to the uh, the laser destroyer because um, it's the same weapon except one gets three shots and the other one gets two. So why bother taking the, that one? Um, and there's no points for these things. It's just like you brought a Titan, that's your points. Like you yeah. don't upgrade. Um, so I think when I was putting it together, like I forgot to put a bunch of bolts on like this optics panel that goes on the top. And, yeah. Uh, cause you need an optics panel. Of course. <laughs> How was it going to see? <laughs> so, but I'm pretty excited about that. I, I, I was able to raise the head up a couple about half an inch or so. Um, so it wasn't too hunchbacked and, um, I laid down some paint last night. So I was, uh, trying to get the pre-shading going on. So do black and then do gray. And then on top of that, I'll go and do the red and everything. So I'm hoping it's going to go fast. I think so. Because there's still about uh, 11 other miniatures. <laughs> your, your entire kill team needs to be done as well. <laughs> right. So um, I might be able to use some of the, the tactical marines that I had uh, already painted. I, pa- I, I put together five stern guard uh, with custom bionic legs and all this other stuff that nobody will even look at. <laughs> um, and those guys haven't... I, they went black, and then I got some some gray highlights. Uh, today at lunchtime, I ran home and painted their tabards. Um, and uh, then there's also a dreadnought, which I'm super stoked about. Um, I upgraded the legs. So I, <laughs> I, I started to mod this dreadnought like uh, 10 years ago, probably, mm-hmm. or not quite 10 years ago. Like it was, I had a dreadnought, and I found like the this uh, the landing supports for a Tau devilfish. I was like, oh, cool. If I just t- cut the little tab off it, glue it on the bottom of their legs, it'll be an extended thing. And then I'll glue this like uh, thing I got off the Bane Blade, and it'll be like an orc dread. So I was starting to go orc with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the only thing difference between like Iron Hands and orcs is just just uniform like iron heads a little bit more uniform so we throw a few rounded nicely trimmed so, plates so you took your old uh, or <laughs> death thread that you'd be making and then you made that into an iron hands thread now right okay yeah. third the way there yeah. <laughs> um but it turned out really good i think it had like a dynamic pose and um i took one of the servo arms off of a bike that i was not going to be bringing to the uh tournament anymore <laughs> so i was able to instant uh iron hands it and, so, so that's really exciting, and also yeah. the uh, the arm, the close combat weapon arm, I magnetized it so I can use the um, the contemptor dread weapons yeah. instead, uh, and that also saved time because I painted up an arm already. <laughs> <laughs> These little things here and there, right? It's clear like the the majority of your conversion work the past week and a half has been what can I do to to minimize <laughs> the time I spend painting all this, <laughs> so I can spend twice as long on somebody who needs a bionic leg. <laughs> I could just use the stern guard leg, yeah. Um, so I'm really jazzed about it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We have uh, one week left. Yeah. And Ted, you're going to be wandering around. You're going to be taking video for us. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be putting that up on your YouTube page. You're just oh. wandering around in Death Cone Halls playing games. Right. Stuff like that. 
Um, hopefully, uh, if you, like me, can make it to Adepticon, then we can at least uh, leech off of the experience <laughs> yeah. uh, by, by following along there. But so there is a little bit of salt about the process. I just have to get this out of my system. Okay, wait, I've been wait, holding wait. it back. We, we were talking about the salt packet earlier. Uh, yeah. yeah let's, I, I love the salt that. packet. What, what, what about calling it the salt box? The like salt box? Like, like a the salt box? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, like, well, okay. So, so there's a little box. explanation. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we try to maintain really positive outlook yeah. for, for on, our, on our show. Um, we do, however, have times of negativity, uh, and we want to use that uh, <laughs> in little, like two to five minute segments, just where we can complain <laughs> about stuff. Uh, we were going to go salt packet, but I guess salt box works. Yeah, you like salt box? Yeah, I do, I do. Okay. So, so Ted, uh, go, so wait, should we wait, go? To, let's go to a break. Let's go to a commercial. We'll come and back then, for, for for Ted's yeah. little uh, salt box. I'll give my dog some water. Yeah, the first one. If you're in the Anchorage area and need your hobby fix, head on down to Tier One Cards and Games. Whether it's 40k, X-Wing, Attack Wing, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Pokemon, War Machine, Age of Sigmar, Malifor, or even Magic, the Gathering kind, not the Siegfried and Royd kind, Tier 1 Cards of Games has the space, the players, and products for you to build your forces and destroy your foes. Not in Alaska? Enjoy our snow, suckers. We've got none! And while you're stuck inside, check out Tier 1's live Twitch stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash Tier 1 Cards. Streaming ITC format, 40K starting at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the last Saturday of every month. That's, we, we were going to go for Soulful Blues or Old Manny, but I, I think Funky I, is much better. Yeah, I can see some like Bobby Womack, some, uh, some old black exploitation, and talking about the, the trials and tribs. So, so I guess welcome to uh, the Salt Corner salt, Packet? Salt Box. Yeah, Salt Box. Yeah. Uh, Ted. Uh, in this inaugural salt box, you're up. You now have three minutes and 40 seconds to <laughs> bitch about something. So here's my problem with fucking Adepticon. It rubs my taint wrong. It's old man's head, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went online like every other whippersnapper with a large cock and a decent-sized wallet. And I was ready to buy myself some Adepticon tickets. I had myself a laundry list of shit I wanted to go to. So I go and I click for like 20 minutes, me and my bro, Kurt. And I get onto their website, and the thing, motherfucker, he's breaking down. It's breaking down every few minutes, just breaking shit down. I try to try to sign in my classes. I got my list ready on the back of a napkin. It's not really on the back of a napkin, it's an Excel spreadsheet. But that's what I had, the back of a napkin. It's that Wendy's bitch on the front. Then I sign up for all my classes. When I finally get through to that website, it was full of goddamn nerds. A bunch of pussy chasers. And when I finally signed up for my classes, it took probably about 10 minutes to pick them all. Because they like hundreds. There's how to paint faces, how to talk to women. There's how to base your bases and findle your froze and all that shit. How to talk to women about your base? Talking about base and bases. <laughs> Bringing it back to episode three or whatever it was, three point five. <laughs> so I was, I was all tickled pink. I got myself a VG bag. It's not a get, get, bag. Get yourself a VD bag. I got myself a VD bag. It was the, you know, the swag bag is epic and adepticon. I could tell you about when I was a kid going to adepticon, but it was all lax. It was the first time I've ever been there. So I was gonna get the cream of the crop, the, the, the best of all the grab bags and all that shit. So I go to, to get my classes, and they've been people have been checking them out left and right. So I'm having to look, and I'm having to refresh shit. And it's just I'm not getting the classes I want, but I'm finally getting a few though. I got that Angel Gyrodales 
not the guy that makes chocolate, but the guy that makes paint. And I got a bunch of them classes. I'm so excited. I go to check out, and the goddamn card system kicks me out. Says that some of the classes that I'd signed up for is no longer available. You know what that means? They don't have like one of them fancy dancy delete from my cart buttons next to nothing like that. I gotta go back through all them pages, all them pages, and click I don't want this no more. First I had to remember which goddamn classes I had tried to sign up for, then click I don't want this no more, and by the time I get down to the cart system to check out, more classes had been deleted from all them pussy chasers going after them classes. So I was so upset. I eventually slammed my fingers down like that on the table, and I left. I went back later after I resumed my pride and my dignity and signed up for classes and been waitlisted in some. But God damn it, I didn't get my VG bag. You're your VD bag. My VD bag. I didn't get none of the good swag. I got a half bag. So I'm just hoping that I get some good shit, man. I'm going to be real upset, damn Adepticon folk. So, Adepticon, this is a salt box. And this is saying, fix your cot shit. To um, to summarize what Old Man Tad said, please <laughs> add a delete button to your cart next year. <laughs> Something. I don't know, man. You know, it's like when you go to the store and you buy some milk, and it's the last milk. They don't go into your cart and take it out right before you go to the check stand. <laughs> like, if I've signed up for a class, let me buy the goddamn class. <laughs> so they're like, using your analogy, if you go up to the register, like, oh, hey, man, someone else has already bought this milk. And also, we put your entire cart away. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind going back and putting all this shit in there? Oh. No, that's the wrong way, Adepticon. That does not work <laughs> all right but, uh, hey you got waitlisted yeah <laughs> sad cheer okay we'll be right back man my old lady is so moody right now i hate that time of the month not me i buy generic tampons they clean up all that gross lady stuff and she's happy because we've saved money wow generic tampons i'll have to give those a try damn i can't believe i lost another game all of my dice are rolling once quit the whining man you should change your cotton Another rending hit! Thanks, generic brand tampons. Generic brand tampons, not just for ladies. For a limited time, send in six applicator sticks for a free dice bag. Moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out which royalty-free music you want to use before recording. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's a good moral. <laughs> no, good I, I think coming out of it, I mean, really, uh, it would be so much simpler if there was a delete button on the car. I think we are yeah. talking off-air. Off about how it's like akin to going to the grocery store and <laughs> loading up your cart, getting to the check. I'm like, oh, hey, man, we don't have this milk left. We already sold it. Yeah. Uh, also, we put your entire cart away. Please go get everything again. <laughs> right. So, In the meantime, they bought all the peeps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Damn it. I really wanted those yeah. like things. But yeah. And I think like part of it is too like, you know, I I think like you were ta- saying like, well, maybe next time like, you know, buy the stuff as, as you Individually. can. Individually. Uh, individually but you know when you have like hundreds of items to go through you know like that's a tedious process not only that like unless you're used to that like i didn't even think that that was a thing like i'm used to going to amazon and like if it's not available that you just can't put in your cart you know like we're already past the is it available stage by the time you're going to check out you know like so had i known that in the first place (laughs) like yeah i would have done that but i don't know so it's it's cool. It's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to go. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I'm excited for you. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. So you have been inebriated as a motherfucker and Ugh. buying what again? Um, 
you found the Forge World, huh? I, I didn't <laughs> technically, <the> <laughs> technically find Forge World. So they um, found you, or Tata found you. I, I was having a non non Warhammer night. Uh, <laughs> my wife and a friend of ours were sitting, just Uh-oh. having drinks and playing kind of card games, board games, kind uh-huh. of stuff like that. Just just dicking around. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, now this this is the horrible part. At one in the morning. Oh. Um, I get a Facebook message from uh, Tata, one of the guys in our, in our <laughs> local area here, which is just a link to an eBay item. That's all. It just I'm just gonna put this out here for you. Just, so just yeah. yeah, and it was like, oh, you, you motherfucker, one in the morning. Okay, let's let's go. And it was for <laughs> a um, Herophant, a, a Biotitan, a Herophant Biotitan, which oddly sounds a lot like heroin. But in elephant portions. So ironically, in elephant portions, you a heroin. Ironically, pretty accurate. And now, <laughs> I usually mean, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of trying to cast. I, mean, I think <laughs> okay. we've talked about it before, yeah. about our dislike of... Um, That'll have to be a salt box episode. Of yeah, uh, recasts. That'll be a fun salt box episode there. Um, but looking at it, it didn't look like it was a recast. Um, okay. It had the different colored resin body. But mm-hmm. I remember I, I talked to Josh, one of the local guys here, and some of them had that, that different color for... Um, oh weight because okay. it's like little spindly legs so they have a lighter resin for the center and then i like looking over the model it's assembled the legs are separate so they can be taken out for storage the green stuff work was already done the Dope. cleaning was already done okay um so like all of the parts i generally don't like doing <laughs> yeah. were already done and oh, it was going bedding. for uh 250 dollars how much are they normally at uh, 250 pounds um wow. brand new so i'm like Okay. So what is it like three hundred and twenty bucks or something normally? Um, normally, there's right now it's like a buck fifty to the pound. So it's like it would be about so half math, of... about four hundred. Okay, uh, I would say. Okay. Um, so just to kind of give you a state into my mental uh, mind right now, um, I re- <laughs> did you write it down? I, I replied. <laughs> Dear diary, it's one in the morning. I'm gonna make a stupid purchase. I replied to. Uh, told his message with bid placed don't think it'll be s- now this is how i spelled successful s-u-c-r-s-s-f-i-l um and then though with a f instead of a g so that your iphone was like realized that that was so well off it couldn't possibly understand so, what the fuck he so said, i drunkenly it. typed back so poorly that not even a spell check or autocorrect could get it so then it goes on and he said haha nice you never know though right and he uh he sent me a link for another item a haridon which is another oh, no. fortress world super heavy <laughs> um and i drunkenly put a bid on that as well wow um and then I sent him a message uh, three days later that said, well, I have both of them now. So And no work bonus. <laughs> and no work bonus, yeah. Um, so that, the Harridan I got for, uh, for I think, about $200. Oh, okay. Which is another 250-pound miniature. So I got kind of a fair discount on that one there. Uh-huh. Um, it is already painted. I think it might be varnished. So I think I'm going to have to do some work to strip that down. Okay. Um, and then the, the flying stand. <laughs> Mm-hmm. is bending forward mm. um but that's either something i'm going to heat gun up or steel i think we talked before yeah. about you putting like a steel rod through that to keep that up there yeah. um but that shouldn't be terrible um and then with the medic gargoyles i'm working on i'm like well higher <laughs> done is not terrible um, oh, that's gonna be cake but I, i'm super stoked for the hierophant i mean uh, yeah. that's that cost me a little bit more but i still got out a hell of a lot less in retail and the, the prep work that the guy did was like super super helpful oh that's nice um so yeah i know own that i think that was my my most expensive night night in or night out in a, in a long time since you know i was trying to yeah. go to bars to impress ladies and uh, buying drinks 
<laughs> I go to Tarapa bars and try and stay married by buying models on eBay. Um, yeah, but thinking about it, like I, I was talking to my wife while justifying why I, I made those. Was, bits. was she drunk as well? She was. That's so good. That well. At least so so one of them. She was like, "How much is it normally?" And I told her, you know, and she's like, "Well, you know, it's if it's a good deal, then sure." And I'm like, "Okay, great." <laughs> and then she doesn't remember me telling her about the second one. Oh, <laughs> um, no. But I'm like, okay. Um, but it, like I said, it's it's a good deal. And now, like I said, uh, we've talked before. I've talked before about like the the campaign I'm going to be doing with uh, Josh with Mechanicus versus mm. Tyranids, mm-hmm. and he has a Hierophant as well. Oh, so okay. now our final mission will be an Apocalypse battle with two Hierophants on one side <clears throat> against the might of the Mechanicus. Wow! Oh, he still lose because he has the <laughs> he has the Wub Wub gun, the uh, oh. Forge World, the Order Minoris, or the the big. What size table are you gonna play on? Because it changes depending on how close you are. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm hoping for a one foot wide table. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe two feet so I can you know, actually deploy. Um, but yeah, so. Like I said, it's it's one of those things. Talking to to my wife the the morning that both the auctions they both finished on Saturday. So um, I was like, if I don't win it, I'm not going to be sad. But if I do win it, I'm also not going to be sad because they're they're great looking models. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I would find them again that cheaply. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's kind of neat because I think those have really, especially the Tyranids have uh they're they're both older models and mm-hmm. they still look pretty good oh, like, for sure and i mean the hierophant especially i think like i didn't really like it the first time i saw it but i think as time went on like it it, it was more and more reminiscent of like the old tyranid artwork and it was yeah um it has like such a different feel to it than the rest and it's, yeah it's just nasty looking it's just th- for me looking at it the way the back is arched mm-hmm. and the way the legs are just makes me think it looks super creepy just kind of yeah. like really slowly stalking forward or really quickly stalking forward Mm-hmm. Um, that the Harden unfortunately doesn't have the gargoyle parts that attach underneath there, yeah. but uh, it just means it's less to paint. If you get like a heat gun and like melt some of your gargoyles, it could probably yeah. <laughs> use less. I mean, I'm gonna have to do so much work stripping that, and, uh, and I, I, I really hate stripping mm. um, I socially. Like strip. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's excited. I mean, the only uh, other downside. Uh, the the local tournaments that I usually play in, um, mm-hmm. both of those are disallowed super heavies, so it is going to be reserved for actually APOC games. Oh. But I think the benefit of that is I now have a couple models that I can um, go to. Like so, when I'm done painting forty gargoyles, yeah. I can go work a little bit of my hierophant. So, you know, so going, going back, did they get rid of all super heavies, or is it just certain or no, ITC? The, it's ITC, so they have a, okay. a ban list of ones that aren't allowed, um, <clears throat> or ones that are too powerful, or or, or whatever. Okay. Whatever it might be. So um, the the only allowed Tyranid super heavy is the um, Hyrodule. Mm. So the sides and the barbed Hyrodules. <laughs> okay. Which would be the two that I don't own yet. <laughs> so Did they change that with the new ITC upgrades? Or No, no. It's, always, it's been that way for a long time. So they have... Okay. I know no. they did a lot of changes, didn't they, recently? They, they've done a few, uh, mainly to mission layouts. Okay. Um, they, they, they kind of... I thought they changed the D chart. Like, they opened it up, didn't they? Or no, it's, it's still okay. that restricted D. Oh, okay. At least that's how it's played locally, where it's not, it doesn't <clears throat> do quite so many wounds. You can yeah. still look out, serve from it, kind of weird things like that. Oh, okay. Um, but, again, really nice models. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm very excited to, to work on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I'm honestly going to do much more than my usual turnids of, you know, pink, purple, dry brush, white. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's... <laughs> kind of keep it uniform but i what i might do is on the chitin is uh do little things on there see mm-hmm. what i can do to kind of make it stand out a little bit more 
So uh, when I was looking at Adepticon videos, like yeah. trying to get pumped today at work when I was being paid to not look at videos of Adepticon stuff. Uh, you're, you're being paid to make videos of other things. <laughs> yeah. But there was, so there's like, all these really cool display boards. I think I told you about some of them, or one of them that was spinning and it had like a marine, I don't know. But they had one that was really cool. It was uh, Tyranids. And it had this, um, I actually got, I wasn't looking at the video at first, so I didn't see it at the beginning of it, but I think it was like, I think it was supposed to be the the feeding pool or whatever, like the tendrils that come up from the planet and go up to like the, the, the hive big ship, ship yeah. the hive ship. They did the entire, the, a hive ship, and they had this, um, like a, a spire uh, going up, and then it had um, tubes with uh, uh, water that were going up to the <laughs> actual thing. So you had like the liquid, and it, you could see the bubbles in it and everything. And, yeah. Oh yeah, it looked it looked. Um, part of it was kind of cheesy because uh, I didn't really spend too much time on the hive ship. <laughs> it was yeah. just like, all right, cut this out of blue foam and done. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna stick some stuff on it, and the tube was kind of like, you know, it was really uniform. It didn't really look organic, but the idea I thought it was really cool. Like the spire yeah. looked really cool. They didn't spend a lot of time on that. I'm pretty sure that we have a couple of uh, big events coming later on yeah. uh, towards the end of the year. Okay. Um, uh, I, I know part of what we enjoy for that is the the display yeah. boards and things like that. <laughs> um, I'm probably over summer going to pick up a, a whole ton of dry ice, mm. and then for my spawning <clears throat> pool areas, mm-hmm. they're just drop before the judging, okay. just drop dry ice. In oh, that's there, a good idea. And then watch it kind of yeah. foam, foam out. And uh, then, I got to send you this this link, so, yeah. uh, so hopefully we'll see a hive ship. And <laughs> coming up. I don't want to do a hive ship. <laughs> oh, you got time. Gosh. You yeah. got time. No, no, I, I have, yeah. You don't need to paint the actual models. Yeah. No. <laughs> Something like fantastic display board, gray tide. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is my um, my my introduction. Like, uh, hello, my name is John, and I'm, uh, you know, alcoholic <laughs> and, you know how do you know this it was like because i accidentally bought two super heavies i'm oh. going to use like twice a year what was that uh, there was like a sleeping aid that like knocked women out but they would like right before they fell asleep they would go and buy like weird shit online what was that called again what, Wait, what? God, what? It, i had some coworkers that were on this it was like not Valtrax is it, is it called bs and, no, you know, but it was like, they tell her husband like oh i took this weird thing and i went and bought all this stuff online <laughs> when, I, when i worked for state parks there was two gals like uh the, i think the receptionist like admin lady and then like one of the graphic designers and yeah they would like they'd talk in code about like what they had bought and like there were things they were just like, i won't tell you so i'm guessing it's just vibrators yeah <laughs> but they would like yeah i guess there was this like i think it was a like a sleep aid or something, but I think there was like a state like right before you fell asleep where you became like zombified and you didn't know what you were doing. And so like they would just blank out and one of them was telling me like how they would later, they would know that they did something wrong because they'd look at their bank account statements and see all the Amazon purchases <laughs> at like <laughs> one in the morning. Oh, so, so, so yeah, uh, good listeners <laughs> use that from now on. Whatever if, that is. if anyone uh, questions your purchases, just say, it's, you know, I'm taking the sleep aid. It makes me buy stuff when, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I will, you know, not return anything. <laughs> they don't return eight Thunderhawks. No, <laughs> the, the no. shipping would you be know, more. I than have to get ready for this tournament. I have to get all of this stuff. Uh, get some sleep aids. <laughs> and, and speaking of tournaments, coming up next, we're going to be talking to Zachary. I mean, uh, that is a damn oh, yeah. smooth, smooth oh, transition. Snap. <laughs> smooth transition <laughs> uh, about the uh, London 40K GT. That sounded really cool. It really sounded really cool. It's uh, a little different rules packet than we're used to over mm-hmm. here, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and then, yeah, the location looked really nice. It was mm-hmm. the Mary Ward House or something like yep, that. Yep, yep. Nothing better than a historical building in London. Especially yeah. one, you know, because, you know, it was bombed by Germans. Like oh, was it? years ago that. like the entire city oh okay. so the, the older ones that survive are you know real yeah. real nice things oh, yeah you're uk dope. pride that's what i do okay <laughs> all right guys uh we will be right back with zach from uh, the warhammer london 40k gt oh zach 
Do you like cookies but want something more British? Buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits. For dunking in your British tea. Stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits. As recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. Yeah, we've had the tra- we invented the, the steam engine, and two hundred years later, we still have the same train ra- train tracks. <laughs> so we're walking around on on two hundred year old train tracks sometimes. So. Oh wow! Yeah. All right, so we're trying to get our, but, but, our wires. Just for the uh, the the delay, it was um, at a tournament I wasn't planning on going to, and <laughs> I had to. Uh, I was t- I deliberately took a terrible list in, in hopes that I would get tabled quicker than I did, and unfortunately, <laughs> I ended up winning a few games. How so, dare you! Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's tragic. What'd you end up taking? I took a Chaos Space Marine Highlander list to a. All right, all right. First, first off, we know you're lying that you won a game. <laughs> <laughs> I did four, vic- four victories and two losses. Oh for, right, with the Highlander the Chaos Space Marines list. That, that's a high degree of lying now. <laughs> so, no, just, <laughs> so what did you take? Um, I took uh, Bellacore, some Chosen in a Dreadclaw job pod, some Cultists, a Fire Raptor, Helldrake, and, and a Chaos Knight. Okay. Okay, so you did some Forge World in there. Yeah. So how do you like the uh, the Dreadclaw? I, I haven't heard too many people using it, but... Yeah. Well, it just you know, Bellicor makes the knight invisible, and then the drop pod sort of the drop pod's obsec, so it oh, can fly nice. around. Is you know, stealing objectives. It's, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, is that a fast vehicle? It's a it's a flyer. So when it's in hover okay. mode, it's a fast skimmer, and okay. otherwise it's flying. So. Oh wow! Yeah, it just kind of flies around the board. It's real. Uh, and Bellicor is going to be a real asshole. <laughs> we have a because you can you can shroud him, and then the drop pod gets a two up jink. You know, two up jink with obsec is pretty nasty. We have a player up here who uses a Bellicor and a brass scorpion to get a two up and vulnerable invisible scorpion <laughs> with uh, Zinjso rerolls or Fate Weavers in there too for some rerolls. It's yeah. <laughs> it's you think I have some no well, with fun these, lists. with the with the new the new psychic powers fate weavers got super horrible he just I got my my knight deed he rolled a six with fate weavers new power so took my knight picked him up put him back in my box on turn <laughs> one. Oh no <laughs> yeah uh, and it's before you can reposition your shields as well because it's in the psychic phase so it's really, really nasty. Fate Weaver is absolutely amazing now. I, 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 I kind of did that to a kid as well with his, his knight. Um, <laughs> well, not with Fate Weaver, but with my Tyranids. Um, I warp lanced his knight. He's mm. like, okay, well, I'm putting my shield on the front facing. And I'm like, oh, nope, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, when does that happen? He's like, shooting phase. I'm like, when is this? He's like, oh. psychic phase. I'm like, yep. So janky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not a great person when I'm playing sometimes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Zach, we got to introduce ourselves to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vice yeah. versa. Yeah. So, you know who we're talking to? That was John. Hello. He has a bigger beard than I. I do it's now. A, it's bushier. Yeah. Since uh, you can't see us. I it's it's audio know. cues. It's, it's, <laughs> it works. <laughs> so no, and I'm the Ted. So. So, uh, so, Zach, tell us why, uh, why you... Uh, what it is you're doing? You, you have a, you're doing a, a league or, or a, I'm sorry, tournament. A, a tournament. Um, yeah, so draw one too, right? The the London 40k GT is, is an event I'm organising. I'm, I'm the tournament organiser. Um, it's basically the the first large scale 40k event 
in London since Games Workshop stopped running them really? uh, about eight years ago. Okay. So ever since ever since they stopped running the events, uh-huh. I mean, there hasn't been a big event in in England, you know, and it's, it's meant to be the home of 40k, and yet we, we lack these massive events that okay. that uh, you know America has a couple of, Europe obviously has the the ETC, uh-huh. and 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 you would think that you know London would have one of its own, but it doesn't. So Crazy. what? So you have to, you for have to me leave was... London to get to a big event. I know they have. You have to leave Britain to get to, to a big event so, right now, pretty much. Salute, like that's a big one, right? It's or not really a, a tournament it's... though; it's more of a trade show. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a great trade show, you know. But it's but there's not much 40k there. Mm. It's mostly um, other uh, war game tabletop games, um, and we have um, you know other, other tournaments in it. We, the UK's got a great tournament scene. But mostly in the sort of thirty to fifty player range, okay. um, we have I think only two events on the whole year calendar that were over a hundred people. <laughs> and wow, the guys that made know. it are having to go to the U- the U.S. <laughs> well, exactly, you know, like okay. uh, you know, a fair few, a fair few of the you know the regular names on the tournament scene here, mm-hmm. you know, do make those trips. You know, they head over to Adepticon, they go go to LVO. Um, and it sets us back, you know, a thousand pounds or whatever when you plug in hotels and uh, and flights and everything. Oh. So my, my 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 kind of story was I left the hobby for a little bit um, at the beginning of fourth third, got back into it, and then was like asking the guys, I was like, you know, what what happened to you know this old forty k event in games? We actually used to run that was six hundred player tournament in the centre of London. Mm-hmm. They're like it hasn't existed for like ten years. <laughs> so, so you teleported into a new world, an alternate reality where there's no 40k. Yeah, I basically <laughs> I gate I gate of infinity and I perilsed and I found <laughs> I found the wrong thing at the other end. So um, Welcome so to I Sigmar. basically yeah exactly yeah. So, so my view was you know I want to intend, attend an event like this as a consumer. You know I want to go to something like this. So if that product doesn't exist, I'm going to create it because okay. you know I, all my club, my, we we got 350 members, we regularly get you know 30 to 50 guys playing 40k on a weekday, and what we wanted to do was go to an event like this. So we basically said, as a club, London Warhammer Gaming Guild, let's run this event, yeah. and I sort of headed up the charge on on setting up and, and, and tournament organising. So that's sort of what we're trying to do and. Uh, why we're doing it okay and i, I can see the, uh, the 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 interest in it i'm sure the birth rates have increased since uh the 40k tournaments decreased right so you gotta, <laughs> you gotta call the herd down a little bit. <laughs> increase the virginity <laughs> so so how are how are you kind of uh well what kind of are you doing for because we all know 40k is a, a fantastic incredibly balanced game with no kind of rules issues whatsoever <laughs> um what, what what do you guys do i know over here especially in the west coast of the u.s where we are uh, we we pretty much exclusively for our tournaments are running uh, Frontline Gaming's ITC format. Uh, what what do you guys use over there for for kind of competitive gaming? Yeah, so um, you know I, I like the ITC format and I can see why people play it. Um, the problem we have in the UK is, is um, well not a problem, but the, the situation we have is um, probably I say seventy five percent of tournaments run the ETC FAQ, so the European mm-hmm. Team Championship FAQ. And it's about fifty pages long. You know, it, it's it's almost like a, a clarification on the second on the rule book, but it's fifty pages. Oh wow! The ITC one, 
again, it's about the same sort of size, but it differs to the ETC one. So if you go to tournaments that are both ITC and ETC, you end up having to learn effectively a hundred pages <laughs> of new rules. Can they stack? Which, which not, no. Well, there, there's, there's some not, things that carry over, but okay. Yeah, some 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 of the similar, but you know, particularly things like invisibility are, are very very different. So um, in the UK, the ITC actually isn't isn't particularly popular, um, and as a result of that, you know the the ETC being established um, and predominant format in the UK, we've decided to go with that. So invisibility isn't comped, but we have uh, limits on detachments. We have, um, so you can only take two. We have a limit on um, monstrous creatures and uh, gargantuan monster creatures and um, super heavies. So you can't end up like, you know, I was at a tournament earlier today and the guy had, well, in fact, three different guys had the, the Elder Revent Titans okay. in 1,500 point games. Wow. And... It's a quote-unquote fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a lot of them got sixed out by Wraith Knights on the first turn. Oh, so, well. you know, they didn't have fun either. Um, <laughs> so we have we, we have a limit on, um, yeah, Super Heavies and, and Gargantuans. And we have a limit on number of detachments. And other than that, everything else is pretty much just an FAQ. So do you have They're a list only... of what you can take for Super Heavies and Gargantuans? Or is it like a limit on how many? Or just not at all? It, it's, it's just a, a limit. So basically it's uh, zero to one. Okay. So you can take as many Lord of Wars as, as, as you like, yeah. as long as they're not uh, Super Heavies or Gargantuans. So if you want to take Manius Kalga and Abaddon and all these other guys, you're more than welcome to but you just can't take three race nights. Okay, so I can have my Phantom Titan then. That's all right. So yeah, so yeah you don't really? necessarily okay. run a, a ban list so much mm. as you just kind of limit it because I know like that that's something um, ITC does is they have a you know a list of allowed super heavies, mm. um, whereas you you yeah. mainly just kind of limiting. Yeah, we, it. I remember that was kind of like an issue with the the Warhound. That's been a controversial <laughs> point with the ITC. Like all these people. They're almost like the, uh, the the squat or the sisters people. <laughs> like, Let us want to take our the hounds. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Zach. Did I cut you off? Yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean for, for, for us, we didn't want to. We don't want to dip our hands into uh, the game's workshop rule writing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say these these rules are okay. These aren't. Um, there's a very rare exception for that. So, for example, there's that um, orc custom stomper that is a stomper, but it's only 400 points, whereas the regular one is 800 points. So obviously things like that need to be FAQ'd, but you know, I'm not going to come in and say this unit is too powerful, you can't use it, or this is too few points, you have to add more. So I yeah. think, you know, play it rules as written, and if something's clearly broken, then you FAQ it, but but you shouldn't be playing with the, with the fundamentals of the game. Good. No, for sure, That's for really sure. Cool. So are you going to, is it bound, unbound? Like, what do you... So it's, it's bound, 1,850 uh, um, points. Mm-hmm two detachments and um the way we sort of try to balance it which gtc guys have you know really headed up is the on the mission side of things so it's combination of primary is always eternal war Mm -hmm. secondary is a modified maelstrom deck where you get rid of a lot of the ones that are down to like chance and random rolls so they just become like they become two as opposed to d3 um and you can only achieve two cards turn as opposed to three and then as a tertiary mission, you have kill points, but it's done as a, a net. So however many I get, minus however many you get, and that's the balance, and it goes to the, the, you know, whoever won the most. So And then you combine those three scores, and that ends up balancing the game because you have the MSU units that are really good in the Maelstrom, 
that are not good in kill points, and then you have you know you know ob- resilient stuff that's slow, that's good in the eternal war, but isn't necessarily as good as the other two. So that tends to balance that sort of list construction um, quite well. So, so something I noted as well in your event packet there is the 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 point or the the win points I should say here, um, where you 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 have kind of a, a total out of two hundred for each game, and it kind of breaks down here. Um, only a hundred of it is for actually winning the game itself, uh, whereas the other ones kind of being from painting, sportsmanship, army list, and kind of things like that. Um, is that something that's common in the UK scene there? That that's kind of the the hobby side of it is kind of celebrated just as much as the gaming side. Yeah, so the the two hundred points is for the you know all five games. So each game okay. you get your your you get your twenty points, and that adds up. If you you know table your opponent all five games, you get the hundred points, um, and then the other hundred are for all the other ancillary bits. So the premise is basically is if you single game, but you put zero effort into doing your list and painting your army, then you only score fifty percent of the points because mm-hmm. you know the hobby we we play is is not just. Um, at the tabletop rolling sixes it's you know every other every hour you put clipping sprues putting sand on bases painting some eyes on some space marines you know <laughs> it's, it's all it's all part of the hobby you know so um the, the it's set up to the point where you know if you're the the best general and you've done the best on the gaming and you have painted your army based your army done your list then you should you should still win but if you've not bothered with any of that the chances are you won't win. So how do you um, figure out uh, points-wise for your uh, army list score? So the army list score is, is mostly a, a, a tournament management thing. So if we have the list in early, then we can check them mm-hmm. before the before the day of the event. So when it gets closer to the actual, you know, the event being run, which is the last weekend of May, we'll be setting a deadline, probably ten days before. And uh, any lists that are in by that date, you get the points. We check them all. If they're wrong, you've got an illegal list, you lose the points. And if you're late, you lose the points as well. So it's it's a pretty standard thing. It's a way for larger tournaments to, to, to manage the sort of time on the day because, you know, you don't want to be sitting there on the day reading a bunch of lists. You want to be running around helping people with rules queries and make sure everyone's having a great time. So with, with lists, it almost sounds like you get 20 points, but if you screw up in one of those four places, then we knock you down. Is that kind of yeah, it's it, like, all right, here's your auto points, but if you mess up. Exactly, yeah. Okay. It's basically to to, to penalise people that have illegal lists. And, you know, the rules are so complex now that it's very hard to... Well, it's not hard, but it's, it's a lot of people that make mistakes legitimately make them because by, because they've um, misinterpreted something or misread something because the rules are so complex. And this is a way for us to check it. And, you know, the people that have deliberately done stuff, we can catch them out sooner. And that, that that's happening in a tournament over here where there was a guy playing and then we found out kind of like halfway through the tournament that he didn't have a legal list. So by this point, he was already like two games in. And I'm like, hey, buddy, uh, you, you can't play this anymore. And oh. it's, it's like super demoralizing. I felt really bad for the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, this is the whole point. It's, it's tr- we're trying to avoid any situation like this. It's like you submit your list, you lose your points if you've, if you've done something wrong, but it doesn't cripple you in the actual tournament and it doesn't handicap your opponents this way, so. Maybe they institute like a caning policy and then like you can go ahead and use it after you're done with your caning and that way it doesn't, you know, 
like reduce the amount of games they play or anything. As long as you don't film it and put it on the internet, uh, oh. the UK instituted some very strict yeah. uh, strict <laughs> rules on adult entertainment. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, so, kind of what, what's and this is just uh, for my general interest here, uh, and, and obviously you know it pertains to your event as well. What's kind of the the meta you're seeing over there right now, uh, gaming wise? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's quite interesting. So today I was actually at the the UK GT final, um, which is so we have a. There's a UK GT scene which has a number of heats around around the country that are sort of, you know, 40 people events, and then the top few in each of those qualifies and goes through to the, to the final, which was this weekend. And what we're seeing at the moment is pr- pretty much what was at LVO. It's um, hammer and anvil style list construction. So you have your big dominant models in the middle and your flexible moving fast off around the edges. Um, the guy that won today had uh, race knights and spiders. You know, mm-hmm. nothing imaginative, just very strong units that are very flexible. Um, Tower wise, um, that was probably the second most popular list. Uh, the Tuna Supremacy suit, six hundred points of mad shooting. Oh wow! There, yeah. there was quite a lot of those around. <laughs> um, for me personally, I think the most underrepresented part of the meta at the moment is our flyers. I think. Okay. Because there's so much uh, D in the game at the moment, that is either blast or one or two shots. That flyers are are the, are the secret, just the key at the moment to breaking the meta. So I rocked, you know, a flying Highlander list, hmm. which should have been tabled. You know, it's Chaos Space Marines. I should have got tabled in every game, um, and instead I did really well because you know no one can kill the flyers because everyone's trying to kill Wraith Knights, not flyers. Why do you think people so, aren't bringing flyers as much? I remember that when it became a thing, like they were the hotness. And I mean, they're, they're still the hotness. I mean, I, I think personally, um, it's the the flyers right now. There's there's uh, Skyfire is a lot more common than it used to be when oh, okay. when flyers first came out. Um, and then uh, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, like I said, I, I run a turned list. Uh, my competitive turned list is like uh, two to three flying hive tyrants on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just uh, agreeing with what Zach says. It's just, I mean, everyone's tooling up to take care of um wraith knights and all these gmcs and super heavies and things like that and just there's like you know you know blasts flamers i I don't really care i'm just gonna keep flying around and pumping 12 shots into you but yeah flyers just aren't i mean they're they're under an underappreciated part of the game um how, how how is the reaction to kind of um super heavies over there in general i mean i know over here um, there's there's a lot of salt to to some of the super heavies. I mean, resulting in like I said, that ban list for the ITC where you know uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, eBay a hierophant, I can't even use it. Um, well, what's the, the the reaction like over there for that? What's the position on super heavies? Yeah, um, most of the time people don't really care because there's not that many very strong super heavies in the game at the moment. I kind of feel like the best super heavy is probably the the night crusader with the gatling cannon and the double double bash cannon mm. uh, and if you compare him to a wraith knight you know a standard d- double d wraith knight he's much more expensive and he's not as good mm-hmm. so most people don't really care if you're taking a super heavy <laughs> um because they're playing eldar and they're gonna shoot you with d on turn one but uh <laughs> i think um a, a good point was raised today actually because there were so many revents at this event you know i think there was three of them or four of them which are the you know the four large blast d's with 36 inch move and on a four plus i ignore any hits you hit me mm-hmm. uh the elder titans that are only nine inch points and um actually if you take a warhound titan 
for 750 points and go first, you can put 4D, 4D large blast into it and you're actually in a better position. So there are opportunities, I think, for super heavies to actually come back more into the game. But at the moment, no one's really kicking up a fuss because the big the big hitters are, are still the Wraith Knights and the uh, the, the Tau suits. So. so the gargantuan creatures versus the super heavies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, most of the super heavies you see at, at tournaments in the UK are, are knights. Mm-hmm. Um, you very rarely see... You know, a greater brass scorpion or or warhound or anything. That's where I see it's like it's almost like a liability. You know, you have some las cannons and you can take off those extra hull points really quickly. You know, so it's a lot of eggs in one basket. I think. Yeah, especially yeah. I mean the the way that your your missions are organized here for for your event in particular here, um, putting like close to a thousand points in one model isn't hugely advantageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure you know you you get the kill points, you know you're going to have less units, but but that maelstrom it's it's the maelstrom. I I really enjoy the maelstrom missions. Um, the modified or just regular? The, the, the modified, preferably, because like I said, yeah. the regular where you're like, oh gosh, yeah. We I mean we house rule it over here where you know if if a tower player gets like cast a psychic power and get get rid of the card, then no, no, mm-hmm. you you can't do that. But um, like I said, I think it's nice that your your packet here balances out, like the yeah. So yeah, we, we play with with a, with a modified maelstrom deck, so you take out effectively. Um, so obviously, sort of ten through to thirty are all secure objective X. So we take out two sets of those. So you only have one set of, of the secure objective X. A couple of the other ones that are, you know, the big point scorers, like you know, control every objective on the board, and you get three plus D three. Get rid of that as well. <laughs> and then we have a, a basically a fundamental rule that if you are, for example, Tau, and you draw a card that says draw, you know, cast like power. That was never possible for you, so you get to discard it and draw a new one. So you end up basically not being handicapped by playing them. So is that um, uh, just towers? Anybody who doesn't have a psyker gets to kick that one out? Yeah, exactly. So anyone that didn't have a psyker can, can discard that card and draw a new one. Or if, for example, you draw um, demolitions, but your opponent doesn't have a building, you can discard that. So you end up, you only can draw ones that you actually can achieve. And I'm seeing here um, where you and, have uh, secure one through six. You only have one set of those, whereas normally there's three <coughs> sets of them, right? So yeah, so yeah, it's normally what ten, you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen is secure objective one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, uh, as is twenty and thirty. So <laughs> we get rid, we get rid of the whole of the teens and the whole of the twenties, and we just play from thirty up. That's good. I know there's so many times, like, one of the last uh, Maelstrom games I played, you know, you accidentally get three of those secure threes or whatever, and there's, <laughs> you know, there's a whole bunch of points all of a sudden at random. So yeah, I mean, it's, especially if you're playing Spoils of War and your opponent has secure objective three, three times, and you've got secure objective three, three times, you go on it with one model and you get six points. <laughs> <laughs> Best unit of Gretchen ever. <laughs> well, let's, let's yeah. not go that far there. Um... <laughs> see here uh so it says here i mean who who does your judging for for the pain score i know for the the events over here the pain scores are kind of judged by the players themselves is that something you guys do or is it kind of something you and your team are going to be taking taking care of so oh it's a good question we've um actually got a sponsor slash partner for the event which is a a commission painting studio called siege studios Hmm. um they're running uh, at the event a, a paid entry but, but cash prize painting competition. And uh, as part of the sort of you know, co-location of these two events, that's called the Iron Skull painting competition. 
And the, what's going to be happening is these professional painters, these guys that, that you know, their job is painting on a commission basis, they're going to be doing the painting judging. So it's not going to be, you know, me, I can paint okay, but I'm not a golden demon winner. And these, But these guys are, you know, they've won, I think one of the chaps won five at the last event. And uh, they're going to be doing the painting scores. So they'll be walking around. Uh, and if they say your army's painted well, and they're professional painters, you know, that's a massive compliment. <laughs> I, I really want to see them like walk out of the building like, it's all crap! <laughs> I want to look at none of it! <laughs> So yeah. I, I also noticed on your on your packet here um, the the fortification things uh, void shield generators are a no no. Um, first off, thank you for that. But <laughs> but aside from the obvious, kind of what was the thinking there with, with that one? The thinking behind it is um, the model was such a limited edition model. Mm. No one, I've literally never seen one in real life. Um, and people, you know, try as best they can to make make proxy one, um, but it's too it's too hard. You know, because the rule is a bubble from the generator itself. If you get it, in, if you get the sizing incorrect, um, it can seriously change the outcome of the game. So, um, it's basically one of these 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 um, unit choices that um, doesn't really work if you're trying to have a you know a rules as written competitive game, because somebody can too easily model for advantage, and we're trying to avoid any of that. Particularly if it's by accident, you know, no one wants to cheat by accident. Um, at least if you cheat on purpose, you can get kicked out. But the, uh, the the accidental cheaters, you know, everyone loses in those situations. The guy didn't mean to do it, so he feels bad, and his opponent feels bad because he's getting handicapped. So um, it, it, it was more uh, rule it out to to avoid arguments down the line. So if I modeled one with like flying buttresses that come out eighteen inches from the corner. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. I mean, <laughs> rules is written. It's from the base. What, what oh. one is a massive pyramid that takes up the whole board, and you'd be like, "Yeah, my <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I kind of like that. It's it's not banned for for the horribleness of the rules, more just kind of um, accessibility. Yeah, the accessibility of the model itself. I mean, like I said, I, I've seen one, and, and the one <laughs> yeah. I saw, I'm pretty sure was uh, Chinese of origin, which you know <laughs> makes it worse. Um, I know up here we kind of rule it as it's a bastion, and it's you know measured out from the base. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I mean, it's I, I have no joy running one in my lists when I run my 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 converted bastion as a as a, as a void shield. So, what are you looking for for um, attendance? What is, what is your your goal? So we have um, a maximum capacity of, of around about two hundred. Probably, okay. uh, if we really pushed it, get up to two twenty, but. Uh, it's a first year, and you know, obviously, London's a city of ten million people, so we've sold quite a few tickets already. Oh, nice! Um, we've got uh, about fifty-five uh, you know, sales in the bank, definitely coming. We've got seventy odd uh, that are reserved, and they're waiting for X, Y, Z before they can pay, mm-hmm. but they've confirmed they're coming. We're going to push us up to about sort of one ten, one twenty, and then we've got. Um, sort of predicted last minute sales people that are saying uh i want to come but i'm not going to know until the week before so we've probably got about another 50 of those so if half of those buy it that puts us the event up to about 150 people you still have a month uh, and a half, right yeah it's the end of may pardon oh you have two months yeah you have a couple more months to do end that of may, yeah yeah so it's like nine more weeks before the event so so something i really enjoy about your about your rule set here as well is um the grudge games uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the grudge games here yeah, so the grudge games are a thing that's been happening in the ETC for a while, but but don't uh, exist generally in the singles tournaments here. 
um, basically because the tournaments in the UK is you know most people know each other, uh, so you can pick somebody that you want to be playing against, and if you call it out on the Facebook page in advance and they accept it, then you will be guaranteed to be matched up against each other in first round. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's... Yeah. Yeah. So some, you know, for example, particularly if you know if you're normally a top a top table player and somebody was beat, you know, most recently beaten you on the top table at previous tournament, you can pick them out and make sure you play in first round, which is more, you know, actually you know, to your both of your advantages because you don't have to worry about it on the final round matchup. So can't so, knock them out early. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing for uh, uh, table uh, themes? Uh, table construction yeah like terrain and stuff like that because uh, like a hundred tables is quite the labor of love going yeah. on there <laughs> yeah so um for my my my, my nine to five I'm a, I'm a real estate developer so uh i've got pretty easy access to large amounts of building materials so <laughs> um I've, I've i've sort of bulk ordered um a hundred odd sheets of mdmf and then we're painting them up with you know textured paint and sand um so we've got you know there'll be in banks of four so you'll get four desert tables and then four city tables and then four grassland tables blah blah blah, blah, blah. um the majority of tables will be done like that um and we've got a ton of laser cut ruins that we, we basically custom designed and, and got cut oh, good deal. um and then we have because we've got prize sponsorship from from a number of different map manufacturers uh fat mats you know the itc guys as well as um a number of sort of smaller european manufacturers so the top tables will have um you know the printed mouse mat type mats mm-hmm. um which will be great and they'll have you know they'll be really thematic and we're you know, trying to get some amazing photos from those sort of tables um and then for the rest of the tables we've got these these ruins laser cuts so we've got a guaranteed amount of 500 ruins um which means that every single table will have at least five different bits of ruin on it it makes a warp spiders player happy but uh, <laughs> it, it also you know you know i was at um in january i was at, at the largest current tournament in, of 40k in the uk and I was on the top table for two games, and we had like two pieces of terrain, that, oh. and w- only one of which was line of sight blocking. It was crap. It was absolutely rubbish. And uh, that what we're trying to say is, that we'll buy the terrain this year. We'll put the money in, um, and we'll buy as much as we possibly need. And then next year, we've already got it, so there's no cost to it next year. Yeah, I'd love to go to a um, tournament one of these days and just have like you know have some really nice terrain, but at least have like one table that is like your your middle school uh, like war battle. The you know, textbooks like, under yeah, a felt textbook, blanket, right? Maybe some cups and some Legos, you know, j- just for shits and giggles. Zach, can you make this happen <laughs> yeah. for us? Yeah, top just tables is going to be a, a, a felt blanket with books, <laughs> Smurfs. <spot. laughs> <laughs> I don't know what GTs you're going to. <laughs> you have amazing ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any plans uh, now or in the future to be streaming the event here? Or at least the, the, uh, do you have any plans now in the future to stream any of the, the games from your event? Yeah. So actually the, the venue we have at the moment, we have um, you know, a massive hall times two, sort of one above another. And then in the top one, there's um, a stage that we can fit, but probably the top four or five tables on. So the plan is not this year, but probably next year. 
will have um, live streaming bird's eye view cameras on, on at least one the top table, if not all of those. Um, so you'll be able to follow along live stream all the events on, on people on the stage. Um, and then we, you know, we can be able to produce some like really detailed battle reports, you know, using that material after the fact. Um, so it's definitely something we're trying to do. Uh, it won't be happening this year, but uh, in future years, definitely it will be uh, something we're trying to trying to get in the works. So where do you see this going in the next couple of years? Sorry, where do you see the uh, um, the tournament going in the next couple of years? Do you see some expansion? With yeah, with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the escalators. Um, it's not a concept I'm familiar with. No, I'm what sorry. Do like, I'm, I'm, where, where do you kind of say, how do you see your your event growing? I, I guess is what Ted's yeah. saying over the next few oh, years. Oh, okay, 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 sure. Um, so our, our goal is to basically double in size uh, over the next two years. So next year we want to add in, you know, up to another sort of fifty tables and so hundred people, and then the year after that another sort of doubling again so if we can get up to sort of five to six hundred people in the next two to three years uh we'd be very happy it would make us you know, large single event 40k um in the in the world um we've got the you know the the means to, to mass produce more terrain more tables uh and you know london has a, a you know massive amount of ex- exhibition space so in future years um we could in theory you know get as big as, as there is demand for and, and, and because London's such a cheap place to fly to from Europe realistically what we're, we're saying is you know if you're a player of 40k in Europe and you want to come to the biggest and best event you know jump on a plane it's only going to be 20 you know 20-30 bucks and then it cost you a hotel and you, and you can come so go love Ryanair <laughs> so do you have vendors and such that you're thinking about lining up or do you what, what kind of partnerships do you have uh, the partnerships we have at the moment so <clears throat> there's a there's a couple um we've got basically with, with um people we're trying to grow the event with so uh, the iron skulls Seed studios thing that i was talking about the yeah. painting competition mm-hmm. will definitely be something we'll be we'll be looking to take forwards uh if it's success this year you know we can grow together um nice. most of the, the other sponsors and the prizes um They've done year year by year basis, obviously, um, but yeah, the Fat Mats um, graciously given us four, right. um, which will be given out as prizes. We've got local hobby gaming store has given us a Petrella cow. We've got at the moment probably about a thousand pounds, so it's like sixteen hundred bucks of of prizes. Um, your first prize gets about you know two hundred fifty pounds worth of stuff, um, and then every other prize is around about hundred quid, hundred pounds. You know, we should have printed up some bikinis to send. I wish I thought of that. <laughs> there, there's never a situation where I want to see the majority of Warhammer players in a bikini. I just, <sighs> I, 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 no vision, John. <laughs> no, I have vision. That's that's the problem. Yeah, no, no. I think Ted was talking to me a few weeks ago. He was like, "Hey, man, it's like we should go to the UK next year." And I'm like, "No." He's like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because I would have to go visit my parents because <laughs> I haven't been over in like nine years." Oh boy. All right. So. Uh, what do you what kind of final words what kind of final yeah. thoughts yeah the big plug time yeah yeah <laughs> thanks a big plug <laughs> um so yeah um well you know if you're interested if you're if you're an american listener with we you know with a big bankroll and want to jump on a plane um you're more than welcome to it's the last weekend of may oh we have uh, panamanian listeners we have swedish listeners <laughs> japanese and, yeah, yeah. well yeah. a lot of people need the UK, swedish so. guys yeah the Swedish, the Swedish guys aren't welcome. I think that's what I'm saying now. <laughs> they talk funny. Oh, Zach, did we lose you? 
Yep, we lost him. Oh, I think it's because we said Swedish people. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, yeah. Some bikinis? Yeah. No? Yes? Yeah. Okay. Who would wear Waffles them, though? Bikinis, no, right? no, not me. No, not you. <laughs> you would wear it. I, I wouldn't would want to see it. it. Hello, who's this? Uh, oh, hey, it's Ted. <laughs> I think we, we missed you. Did you fall off? Uh, not at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who, uh, who's this? It's Jack Silby. Oh, I think we have the wrong number then. Um, uh, I was looking for Zach uh, Becker. Uh, Zachary, you, yeah, you're... Um, sorry, he used my phone to talk to you about the Warhammer tournament a few days ago, right? Uh, today, uh, today, actually. actually yeah. A few minutes ago, he, he <laughs> fell off. So. All right, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I must have got confused because he was using my phone at the time. Oh, no um, problem, man. Okay. Um, okay. Is he uh, there with you? No, I think Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Okay. Uh, we okay. were just wrapping up. Would you? Could we talk to him for a second, or would that be all right? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really anything to do with the tournament, so okay. I'm not right. really sure why I can. Uh, so he's not there. No, that, okay. that's fine, man. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate okay. your time. Thank you. Cheers. No problem. Right, all right, well, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Zach is running the London 40K GT, a 200-person uh, Warhammer 40,000 tournament. Spread over two days. It's five-round, 1850, using the ETC rule set. Uh, for more information, go to www.london40kgrandtournament.co.uk. It's going to be the last weekend of April, which is going to be the 20th and 29th, I believe. Uh, 40 pounds for the tickets. You do get discounts. Uh, so check out the website and, uh, we'll, we'll be right back. Cowabunga, dude. Shredding these sweet waves with my board is super rad. But babes can't stand a thirsty bro, brat. That's why I drink generic soda. Now with electrolytes. Chicks dig it. Generic soda causes heart disease, lung disease, pancreatic cancer, Alzheimer's, erectile dysfunction, and is the leading cause of thirst. Generic soda may dissolve solid surfaces if contact persists longer than three seconds. The Food and Drug Administration does not recognize generic soda as edible. Do not dispose of generic soda down drains or near animals. So just dawned on me. Yeah. You and I are hookers. Why, why are we hookers? <laughs> I mean, not only do we have a podcast yeah. just dedicated well, to all, Games Workshop, but... Obviously, all hookers have podcasts for 40K. We just sat here off-air complaining about people who complain about GW. <laughs> well, it's and then we sat there and like we uh, uh, glad-handed uh, GW silently. Nobody even knew about it. We're like, oh man, that Lost Patrol. That's really inexpensive. Yeah, the games are great. <laughs> so, such I, mean, I love that we we're hooked. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like there's just so many years of just oh screw GW. They don't care. They're just a model company. And like what in this last year we've had Battle of Cal. We've had Death Watch. Uh, de sorry, Death Kill Overwatch. <laughs> Death Kill um, We have Lost Patrol coming, mm -hmm. and we have all this stuff. We have them specifically talking, hey, this is coming out probably in a year with Blood Bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, they have miniatures released for that, and it's just it's kind of going back to the GW of old. They put up on their own Facebook page, which they have their Facebook page again. Yeah, that's, that was a surprise. They asked for FAQs, and I swear to God, like 70 to 80% of their quests gave me cancer. They were so terrible. <laughs> they were just like, why couldn't you not make a shitty game 
or you know like or like hey your wording's really bad on this and i'm like and it's the same thing i tell people it's like you and this is you know a little life advice here from john for for the internet is all right john tell us about life okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you about life here. <laughs> let, let me um let me line this up here so for life <laughs> your comments on the internet should be phrased exactly as if you were speaking to that person's face. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> that's that's all, and you know, that's enough of Valdi for just now. <laughs> that, that's really all people need to do because I swear to God, yeah. if half of these comments that I see in the thing where they're like, hey, this is a really badly written rule for this, this, and this, you wouldn't go up to the dude like who designed the game and be like, hey man, this is really badly written. What did you mean by that? Are you stupid? Are you stupid or something? Yeah. Her, 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 LOL, dank meme. Um, <laughs> but just just talk to people like it's real life. God damn. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a little common courtesy. I mean, for years, everyone's been going, and this is turning into a rant now, so I'm sorry. It's just like Solvox <laughs> time all over yeah. again. But, but for years, you've been going on about how they don't listen to people. And then they're like, okay, yeah, what would you like to be FAQ'd? Like, oh, your entire rule set sucks. I'm like, well, that's, you know. You're complaining about something. They they try and fix it, and you don't be go play War Machine. Yeah, go play <laughs> go play War Machine, which I'm sure is fun. I don't want to be negative about that. It <laughs> looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's about it. That's just yeah, we're gonna knock that right off there and stop complaining <laughs> about things. And let negativity ah, go. I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really jazzed to see new stuff coming out. Yeah, so. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I think next time uh, next time on Mob Rules. Uh, yeah. then, oh, dude, I need to get the uh, Law and Order dun, dun, sound effect mm. for that. Uh, I well, think, next time, I think we're going to be going from the road. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking to Tad from Adepticon for, yeah. for a little bit of stuff there. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit, I think, about all the new cool stuff that GW's been doing, like the, mm. the, the tournament packets or the organized play mm. things that they're working mm. on uh, and some other stuff as well. Um, but yeah, we with our roving correspondent on the road. <laughs> this is Kermit the Frog with yeah. another news flash. <laughs> And if you go up and say hi to Ted, he'll be incredibly surprised and ask you, how the hell are you listening to this? <laughs> if I spit some mustard and ketchup on you, I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll probably just caught me off guard. He should be wearing, <laughs> he, uh, should be wearing a Mob Rules t-shirt if it's not being used to you know, spray paint already. <laughs> well, I dribbled some null oil on it already. And now it just looks like I can't hold my pizza straight. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest of pizzas. But anyway. Anyway, for uh, Bob Rules, I have been John. I'm Ted. And we will see you, hear you, speak to you, whatever, next time. We love you. This episode of Mob Rules has been brought to you by Mob Rules Media. Please join our Facebook group and be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash Mob Rules AK. You can also email us at themob at tophat-arts.com. Thanks for checking us out, and we will see you in two weeks.